And welcome, everyone, to SPCA Tampa Bay and the Animals Tales Podcast 2023, Episode 2. I'm Eric Keaton, and this is Emily Kane. Welcome to our podcast. Thanks for having me. Excited to be here. Our topic today is about our food bank at SPCA Tampa Bay, but also how our organization is helping others in the community to feed their pets if they need that service. But first, we need to know more about our guest. Emily, please share with everyone out there watching and listening on their favorite podcast provider what you do here at SPCA Tampa Bay, because it's not all about Pasadena Community Church and what we're going to talk about with the food bank. Sure. I do lots of different things here at SPCA Tampa Bay. Um, one of my primary roles is um, supporting our CEO, Martha Bowden. So um, I help manage her scheduling, her calendar, correspondence, things like that. Um, I also play a big role in helping to support our board of directors who basically govern the organization. Um, and uh, another half of my job is taking care of some of the community programs we have here at SPCA Tampa Bay, which includes the Pet Food Bank. And that would be right here, open every Tuesday from 1 to 5 in the afternoon. 2 to 4. 2 to 4. Okay. <laughs> well, we're, you know, depending on your time zone, 2 to 4 Eastern time. <laughs> and so we've had that open for a number of years. And what can folks expect from our food bank? Because this is a service where we're helping the community who needs a little bit extra during these trying times to feed their cat or dog. So the, the food bank that we run here at our Largo Shelter Campus is called Pebbles Food Bank, and it is donation-based. So when people drop off food here at the animal shelter um, as a donation, um, we actually put that towards our community food bank program. So all of the food that you see in our food bank is donated by the public. Um, sometimes we get it from in-kind donations from stores and things like that. But folks can come in who are in need of a little bit of help they can tell us how many animals they have in their home, and we'll do our best to provide them with wet food, dry food, treats, litter, things like that. So let me ask you this, Emily. If, if I'm on uh, watching this podcast or listening to it and I want to donate, how do I go about doing that? And is there certain types of foods that are pros and some that maybe I should still keep at home? So great question. So um, the best way to donate if you want to donate bags or things like that is to just drop it off at our donation bins. So we've got um, four donation bins in our shelter campus that you can drive up and just unload your food directly into the food bin. That's one way. The other way is to look at our Amazon wish list because we do have types of food that we are low on. So we are almost always in need of dry cat food and wet cat food. Um, we get lots of dry dog food donations, so we're definitely in need of cat food. But a couple things we don't accept, uh, we don't accept any open food. We can't take anything that's been opened um, just for safety reasons. And then we don't take anything that's expired or anything that is grain free. Mm -hmm. So as long as it's not opened, it's got grains in it and it's not expired, we will take it. All right. Well, that makes perfect sense. And we can find a lot of this information on our website, the wish list yes. in particular. Yep. If I am somebody who needs this uh, food bank, Pebbles Food Bank service, do I have to like prove where I live, my driver's license, anything that I need? So no, actually, it's 
just kind of a walk-in basis. So you come in and you say, um, hey, this is my name and I am in need of this type of food and we will help you out as best we can. So um, just keep in mind though that it is donation-based. So we're only able to give about a week's worth of food at a time based on availability. So sometimes we're a little bit low on food. Sometimes we have a ton of food. So it kind of varies week to week based on what we can provide. And what's the, the turnaround for folks? Because sometimes I've seen the line, we've had a number of people and then mm -hmm. sometimes it can be slow. So yep. it is what you ex expect it to, to be. It just depends on luck of the draw. Yep, and um, normally people are in and out within about 10 minutes. Um, we're probably the most busy right when we open at two o'clock. Um, and this is on Tuesdays. So every Tuesdays from two to four, we're probably the busiest around two and it starts to slow down kind of as time goes on. So if you don't want a line, come around three or 3.30. And no judgment zone here at the For All Shelter. So Absolutely. no questions asked. No you questions have... asked, yep. And Other do... than what kind of animals you have at home. <laughs> and do we have some folks that can help people that may need to get it out into their vehicle? Absolutely, we've got staff members. We also have a big shopping cart that we can load all the food into and bring outside. So we've got um, the ability to help everybody kind of get the food into their vehicle. Um, as they need help. How we got that shopping cart is another podcast that we'll have in the future. <laughs> I'm always wondering how how carts wind up in certain areas. Like, they really push that thing two, three miles from the Publix. That's uh, that's impressive, you know, and they didn't get caught for doing it. Okay, I'll get back on track. Pasadena Community Church, uh, located in St. Pete. We've established a relationship with them. Mm -hmm. Please talk about that because that's another extension of us not just helping pets, but helping people who have pets. Yeah, absolutely. So we have seen such a need for pet food here at our Largo Shelter Campus. We met the folks over at Pasadena Community Church down in um, the Pasadena area of St. Pete, and the folks who run their food programs there are fantastic. They've got all kinds of programs from helping kids with mm -hmm. school lunches to delivering meals to um, you know, folks who are in need to even providing snacks on the weekends for kids um, when they're not in school having their school lunches. So they've got a robust program. So we approached them and said, how could we help add pet food to this program? So we ran a six-week pilot program just to see how that would work and to see, is this a need in this area? How many folks are taking pet food every week? and everybody loved the program. So it's a drive-through food bank. So people can actually pull up, they get their bag of human food, and then they can pull forward to the SPCA Tampa Bay table, tell us what pets they have at home, and we'll load it right into their car for them. Yeah, so here they're driving in, there's a process at the, the For All Shelter in Largo, they come in and they're able to take out their food, but there they, can, they just drive right just up. Drive through. How many people are they servicing on the food bank for the pet side? For in the, your estimate. Yeah, about, it varies week to week. We're typically busier in the beginning of the months, um, but we see about 50 to 60 families a week taking pet food, and that's about half of the people coming through the food bank line. So there's usually about 100 to 120 people taking human food, and then about 50 to 60 taking um, pet food. So what is the process there for, do you have to be a church member or they're obviously, I'm guessing they're serving everybody. You don't have to be a church member. Correct. So the only thing that they do is they do qualify um, <clears throat> people based on need. So you pull up, you have to show identification and then uh, basically 
fill out a form that indicates need in terms of, you know, income, um, social security, things like that. So um, the folks coming through that line are signed up for that food bank program, mm-hmm. and then they're able to come back every week and get food. And you used to be going out there by yourself, and now you've been able to recruit some volunteers who are like, hey, I'll gladly jump in, as we showed at the top of the, with the teaser for this podcast. Everybody's talking how humans need to feed their family, and there's, uh, you know, a hunger situation in this country. A long time ago, I saw a stat, one in five, one in six families, uh, you know, need that extra support, but we don't often hear about the pets. So Mm -hmm. how are you able to help recruit some volunteers to go out there? We're always looking for volunteers. Um, We're looking for volunteers to help with the Pasadena Community Church and our on-campus Pebbles Food Bank as well. Um, We just, I put a a call out to our current volunteers Mm -hmm. and we had some folks who live in that area who were ready to jump in and help. Um, And then since then, we've been posting on Volunteer Match and on our website and we've been getting people that way. So it's been awesome to have the community jump in and help us because this is clearly a need and we're seeing more and more families every week and it's such a cool volunteer program. It is because a lot of folks, I'm sure you get approached with this all the time, I want to volunteer at the SPCA Tampa Mm -hmm. Bay and one of the things they want to do all the time is walk the dogs, something with the animals Mm -hmm. and they may not realize this program. When you mention this program or even some of our marketing events where we need folks to demand a table and, and share our story, are they more than willing to see that side or not surprised that we're in that space of helping folks who need pet food? Totally. Yeah. It's, it's, when you think of an animal shelter, you typically think of the animals, but yep. we're just as much about the people as the animals at the For All Shelter that, that we run. So everybody is really excited to be part of the program. And it's just really gratifying when somebody mm-hmm. drives through the food bank and says thank you and tells you how much of a help you're providing by giving them the food to help make ends meet that week. Yeah. Hills Pet Nutrition does a lot with our shelter. Any type of their donations through the years that makes it to our food pantry here and then also making its way to Pasadena? So um, Hills did donate um, a couple pallets of thousands of dog food, Mm -hmm. wet dog food cans. So um, we've got a whole couple pallets, a yeah. couple thousand yeah. cans of those stored at a storage unit. Um, so that does make its way to our on-campus food bank and Pasadena. But otherwise, it's all donation-based. Yeah. So it's all just individuals or sometimes companies um, with excess product donating all of that, and we disperse it. If we have any storage from Hills or uh, need that type of service for us. It's probably coming from Lowe's Commercial Painting across the street about a yep. mile, mile and a half uh, from our For All Shelter here in Largo because we run out of space real quick. Yes. And they have a lot. Uh, they're ambassadors of ours, and they have some warehouses where they've helped us. Anything else that I'm missing to ask you on either our food pantry or Pasadena Community Church? I don't think so. I think you hit all the points, and um, it's such a great program. If anybody's looking to get involved, they can um, email us at the info at spcatampabay.org. Um, you can also go online, look at our Amazon wish list if you'd like to help the program. We are seeing more and more people needing this service every week with inflation and the cost of pet food going mm. up. Um, we're really in need of some donations and volunteers. Do you think as an organization, this is probably more 
opinionated, and I know we both have direct access to the CEO and the board, but is this something that we're looking to expand maybe because it is so successful? You know, if some other church says, look, we have the same thing going on, I guess we would just have to find room on the calendar and, and volunteers and, yep. and, and the pet food. Exactly. Yeah, that's the only thing kind of preventing us from doing this at every church in the whole community right. is um, the labor and the the inventory of food. So it would be fantastic if we could get one of these up and running in every quadrant of Pinellas County um, because it's such a huge need. And it's great when we can partner with churches and community centers because we can basically use their facility. All we have to provide is a couple volunteers and the pet food. And how long do those volunteers, are they working at that time? Um, <clears throat> it's at Pasadena Community Church. It's from 845 to 1130 okay. every Tuesday. I'll ask or one Thursday, more time. Sorry. Any bonus material for this episode two of the podcast? Bonus material. Yes. Anything else to add? Nope. I think that's it. Okay, super. Well, there you learned something today, hopefully, that our animal shelter just isn't about cat pet adoptions, rabbits, and guinea pigs, and dogs. It's also out there touching the people who have pets and lending them a helping hand because we could all use a helping hand once in a while. Emily Kane, thank you. Thank you for having me. All right. We're going to take a quick break. Hill, we're going to hear from Hills Pet Nutrition, and I'm going to come back with those barking news announcements, you know, pet walk and all that good stuff coming up. How about a big hand for Emily Kane? I have new toys on the podcast now. There's no telling how long I'm going to be pushing all these buttons. You know, when an old guy gets new toys and wants to push the buttons. But this is our Barking News segment, and we are going to update you on what's coming up here at SPCA Tampa Bay. As always, go to our website, dogs, cats, small pets, pocket pets. We have them. We are open every Wednesday through Sunday for adoptions, for events. The big one coming up on April 15th for us it's our 32nd annual pet walk. Not one, but two locations in Clearwater. The Orange County Choppers Roadhouse and Museum. And of course, we'll also be at the same time at North Straub Park in St. Pete. And depending on when you're listening to this or watching it on YouTube, we could be preparing you to go to Ray's Fan Fest. That's Saturday coming up. I believe it's the 18th. We are the special attraction besides Fred McGriff, the crime dog. It's his section as they celebrate another season for the Rays, a Hall of Fame season for Fred McGriff, uh, the crime dog. We're going to have puppies and dogs there in that section for the community to meet. So it's going to be a great time. For any and all of our events, just go to SPCA Tampa Bay. Dot org And to listen or watch, go to YouTube to watch, to listen to our podcast, please like and subscribe on your favorite podcast provider. Thank you, Matt, for contributing. He gets an applause as well. And maybe even a rim shot or some uh, button. Or maybe the horn. He gets, he gets the horns uh, because he's been preparing our podcast to enter into uh, the new episode season. My name is Eric Keaton. Thank you again, Emily for sharing all the information about how our Pebbles Food Bank helps members of the community and how we partner with Pasadena Community Church. We'll see you on the next episode.